Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Woo! Oh, Arts Express is blowing its whistle at the 3CR station. Arts Express. Power to the people. So all aboard for a journey with Valerie Fafala and Trish Posterino into alternative theatre, cabaret, festivals, comedy and arts activism and plenty of great music, Trish. Oh yeah, that's the ticket. Good morning, you're with Valerie Fafala on Arts Express, 3CR Community Radio, 8.55am, digital, podcast and streaming live from 3cr.org.au and available online later today. Our guests today include writer-performer Speshka Barakat, who will discuss her La Mama production, Bipolar Karaoke, and theatre maker Sarah Kriegler, a chamber-made collaborating artist who will discuss wonderful participatory music and performing arts partnership between Chambermaid and The Venny, a communal backyard and drop-in centre for young people in Kensington. So welcome, you two. Thanks. Thank you. I'm sorry Trish Posterino isn't with us um, this week because she's very ill with a virus which is going around and it's pretty horrible at the moment, so I told her to stay in bed. <laughs> yeah. That's best. Um, okay, so first of all, I think we might go to Speska Barakat, writer and performer at La Mama, and Speska Bipolar Karaoke sounds absolutely fascinating. The two things coming together. Tell us about it. Well, um, these are two strong elements from my life. Um, I have bipolar disorder and the show talks about, um, well, it's a sort of story arc talking about the development of bipolar in my life. And it talks about how karaoke was kind of a salvation for me at one point when um, it was too hard to organise other types of music for me. And karaoke was just immediately available music that I could perform. I've been a singer since I was very small. And there, there are karaoke performances in the show which tell the story and of the bipolar as well. So, so it's bipolar karaoke. <laughs> oh, it's fascinating. Now, karaoke is a lot of fun for people. Yep. It, it's, as you said, it's direct... Um, access to music mm. um it can be embarrassing but it can yes. be can be very therapeutic in itself can't it i think it can uh, yeah. singing along when you've got a familiar song yep and if you can get over your embarrassment at the the way you're singing or if you're singing the wrong words or yeah. whatever all of that yep. but people are very forgiving also don't you find when because they want to yes. join in and and they're not perfect either so it's a but wonderful it's, thing i agree with that entirely i think the karaoke crowd can be the most wonderful supportive mu- supportive music crowd in the world because everyone has that sense of being in it together yeah. and wishing that person well and wanting them to succeed and even if you stuff up and even if you get confused and you don't know what key it's in and all of those wobbly things that you do, especially at the beginning of a karaoke song, people are very, very with you in a way that, I mean, other crowds, of course, can be amazing as well, but there's, there is something special about a karaoke crowd. And La Mama's very special too. And um, I understand they've been very supportive in your project, yeah, which you've been working on in different versions for a few years. 
Yeah, definitely. Um, I've been trying to write this and trying to write, yeah, different versions of this show for probably about five years now, um, starting and stopping and starting and stopping. And um, just the the stars aligned last year when um, a friend of mine who works at La Mama and was part of the explorations program that year said to me, why didn't I apply uh, for this year's project? And I did. And after a few applications, <laughs> I got accepted. And that just meant that I suddenly had a structure and a whole support system and I could finish what I'd written and I got it done and it's all going to happen now. And that's really, that is down to the mama. That is happening because of the mama, definitely. It's not that easy, is it, having bipolar? You said you'd, you'd been writing plays and acting and singing but um, bipolar can be so severe that it um, can um, stop you from doing those things from time to time and you said that um, it was a struggle at times but having a good you know the right suitable medication and suitable support medical support um, that was very helpful. Yeah it can it can take a long time I think I think I was quite naive when I finally got diagnosed. I was 33 when I was first diagnosed, so it wasn't that early. I've probably been sick since I was about 15. Mm. Um, I was so relieved to be diagnosed, I thought everything was fine now. I was just going to be magically well. I would take a magic pill and everything would be magically well and it would all be completely fine. But of course, it's it's much more messy and chaotic than that. And um, it takes a lot of a lot of trying different medications and then sometimes they work and then you need to change them again and go back and there's lots of toing and froing and finding good, um, not just a matter of, uh, say, good psychiatrists and therapists, but people who are suited to you, you know, we're, yes. we're all different and you need to find a good fit. So that took me a long time as well and that was part of the the journey, if I can use that word, that comes up a lot in reality TV these days. Um, part, of, part of the journey to get here, to get the show happening, was getting all of that right so that I was, I was strong enough and stable enough to do it. You've, you've got some other people in the show in the background. Can you tell us about those people as well? Um, people who... You've got a lighting person and you've got uh, a yes. designer, I think. Uh, yeah, well, I've got my the lighting designer is someone who I have not yet met. Yeah. Who is been sourced by my creative consultant, who is Francesca Scully. Yes, who is all, again another person. This show would not exist without is Francesca. It's great the way people work together, isn't it? It is, mm. and I'll tell you something. I have learned through all of this is that there is no such thing as a one woman show. That you yeah. know, there is a huge number of people who support you and help you and um, it's teamwork isn't it it's absolutely teamwork mm. la mama talks about your team all the time and mm. i really understand that now that you have to have a team so yeah uh, yeah francesca's been everything a director a producer we decided creative consultant covered it all so mm. <laughs> that's that's what we put in that's fantastic so your show is going to be starting the 31st of October and then it's going to be on the 1st and the 2nd. But the first night is on at Mm 6.30. This is at La Mama Faraday Street. The second night is 8.30. Yes. And the third night is 6.30 again. It is. And just talking about teamwork, then I just want to move... I'll come back to you as well later. But um, I just want to move on to theatre maker Sarah Kriegler. 
who's going to tell us about teamwork <laughs> also because you're going to talk about um, that wonderful partnership between Chambermaid and The Venny, mm-hmm. a communal backyard and drop-in centre for young people in Kensington. And um, this is coming up for one night only, November the 3rd, which is a Friday at 7pm. So can you tell us about this collaboration, please? Yeah, absolutely. So it began, um, well, six years ago, actually, um, under the artistic directorship of David Young, uh, who really wanted to connect with um, our neighbours. Chambermaid is based in North Melbourne. Mm. And so we wanted to do something in the local community. Chambermaid travels the world with their works and travels interstate and you know has done so for 27 years, I think it is. Um, but we also thought it was very important to connect with local community. So David approached um, the Venny, which, as you said, is a drop-in centre for kids of Kensington. It's caters to all kids um, in the area. Anyone can come. It's free. It's open every day after school. It's That's amazing. Great. What age group again? Uh, five years and up. Fabulous. You can come if you're younger, mm. but you have to have an adult with you. But mm. from five up, you can actually come and be unsupervised. Mm. It's a playground um, that is promotes risk-taking. Mm-hmm. So it's an adventure playground. It doesn't have your ordinary kind of stuff like slides and swings and things like that. It's got cubbies that the kids have built and oh. guinea pigs. And they used to have a goat, but sadly the goat passed away. Oh. Um, and... It, but it's more than that because it's also a place where the kids can come, the kids from the high-rise who don't have any outdoor play yes. area, so they come to the Venny. Uh, it's a place of consistency. The staff are always the same. Uh, well, not every single day, but they've been there for years and years and years. Uh, they know the kids. They know their families. They um, they notice anything that's going on that, um, you know, I can give you a great example one day a little girl was limping and they said you know what's wrong with your what's wrong and they worked out that her shoes were too small but nobody else had actually noticed so they were on the phone up to the school organizing a new pair of shoes to be ready for her but by the time she got to school the next day so it's it's more than just a playground it's a place for the community um but it also sounds um a bit like the steiner school in that it's it's um it's creative it's like a a spot where, as you said, people can make things yeah. and, and and create That's right. and installations, I w- but they're not necessarily in terms of so-called art installations. They're something that they create together. That's right, and that's what this project's been about. So we've done lots of different projects with the kids over the years, and this most recent one really has been a two-year project. Um, we have collaborated with the children of the Venny, but also um, the staff at the Venny, and a group of architects called Giant Grass. And they are they sort of describe themselves as social enterprise architects. And they are really interested in um, not only the design process, but the building process. And they work primarily with bamboo. So what they did is uh, they we ran workshops with the kids and giant grass and together they developed this amazing um, bamboo installations and all of them have musical elements to them mm. and what this performance will be will act, will be the children with the chambermaid artists uh, playing and singing with the installations now it's a musical and a drama performance called imagine a place that's right and um, in terms of imagine a place 
is this um, something for the public also as an educational thing um, to, to show that um, people can do a lot within their imagination perhaps? Well absolutely I mean it's a show for everyone really it's inspired by and basically written by the children wow. um, but the artists of course have been guiding them and supporting them in that process mm. um, yeah and the work is as I said it comes from the kids and that title, Imagine a Place, comes from a lullaby that they wrote with um, one of our artists who's this extraordinary um, opera singer called Deb Kayser. And Deb worked with the kids to develop this particular song and it was inspired by one of the installations that Giant Grass have made, which is we call them the interactive cubbies and what they are, these beautiful woven bamboo um, cubbies. If you imagine a kind of beehive yeah and you're crawling into this beautiful beehive and there's a pipe that connects each one of the beehives so the kids can whisper to each other there's three little cubbies mm. and in each cubby they can actually communicate to each other through these secret pipes oh how and exciting yeah it's totally beautiful so the the kids um deb got them to talk about and dream about what could happen in this place and that's where one of the titles the title imagine a place came from that work with Deb. Okay, we might come back to that in a minute. And I'm speaking to writer-performer Shpishka Barakat, who is performing the Lumama production, Bipolar Karaoke, which she created herself, and theatre maker Sarah Kriegler, chambermaid collaborating artist who will be discussing and is discussing a terrific new show called Imagine a Place, which is being done in conjunction with the Veni participants, a, a young group of people. The Veni's a communal backyard and drop-in centre for young people in Kensington. So, Sarah, I also wanted to ask you a bit about Chambermaid. Now, mm-hmm. you've got um, quite a few collaborating artists. Yes. I think 28 professional artists have, have been involved in mentoring between 2011 and 2016, 111 young people have been participating. That's right, yeah. What a wonderful opportunity for these kids. Yeah, it's been amazing. It's a great opportunity for us as well, though, because we've learnt a lot. You know, we've learnt... Well, it's hard to even put it into words, to be honest. But, you know, we all have learnt how to work with kids through this project. Um, some of us had experience working in community art before, but um, most of the artists hadn't and I really I really take my hat off to how hard they work to um, include the children in all aspects of what they're doing and also to challenge the kids there's you know one of our artists for example Matthias Shagarnet is an extraordinary percussionist and he's been involved in the project over many years and um, so he's always he makes percussive um, work with the kids but it's really complex it's not stuff that you would expect kids to be doing. He does these amazing complex cross rhythms and brings in all kinds of instruments that they would never have seen. You know, he, he did a work with speak percussion that had a whole revolving um, table that that he played, like it was kind of like almost like a lazy Susan with instruments laid on it. So the percussionist stood still, but the um, table moved and that's how you made the sound. And he brought that in for the kids and their brains were just... You know, you could see their brains expanding as they were understanding that instruments don't have to be what you see 
on pop videos or whatever that actually you can make art and music with all kinds of things. And as we all know, music is a great stimulant for the brain, mm. especially if you start young That's with right. young kids. It opens so many doorways, including to maths, as you said, with mm-hmm. the rhythms. Um, it's very therapeutic for people going through trauma. That's right. And the younger, the better. Isn't that true? Yeah. Um, and there's been some days where the kids have had, you know, a really rough time yeah. um, at school or at home or whatever. And so the response from the artist has actually just been to get out some paper and some pens and let people draw why they played for them. And they've got world-class artists singing opera and playing the double bass. And, and it's a very giving thing for the artists mm. too. It, it, it stops them from being self-absorbed as well. Uh, yeah, you couldn't call any of these artists self-absorbed. No, it doesn't sound like They're it. amazing. <laughs> but as, as you said, it's a platform for self-expression and creating social inclusion mm-hmm. by cultivating a sense of belonging and self-empowerment. And a very much a community event too. That's right, yes. Open to the public and including especially the Kensington community. Yes. Um, it sounds wonderful. Now, some of the other people involved in this, um, can you tell me about them as well? Yes. So we have, um, aside from Giant Grass, we also have um, a West African drummer called Coffee uh, Kunk. I've never said his oh, name. I've, heard, I've Co- heard of him. I think we might have had him on the show, actually. He's amazing. He's mm. absolutely extraordinary. And the kids adore him. So Coffee is there as a um, as a drummer, West African drumming, and he also d- teaches them singing and dance. Uh, Deborah Kayser, who is, as I said, an opera singer. Mm. Um, Aviva Endine, who is a uh, virtuosic clarinet player. Mm. And actually, this whole idea was Aviva's. She mm. proposed oh, at least two or three years ago. She was out chambermaid um, as a kind of associate artist, and she approached us with this idea about kind of, you know, what about if we made something that was play equipment and could be played on? And that's where the whole thing started. So we blame Aviva entirely, but um, it has been very good. And then we have Matthias Shakarnat, who is the percussionist. Yeah. And oh. Mick Mayer, who's a double bass player. No, not double bass, sorry, bass player, bass guitar. Uh, Mick works a lot with the Black Arm Band. Mm. Um, So he's been teaching the kids bass, which is really fabulous. They love that. Mm. Mm. Look, this is wonderful. I think we've we've worked with Aviva as well. Mm -hmm. Amazing if if there could be more of these around the community, around public housing, of course, which is now being cut right back. And there's a concern that the community aspect of public housing can be really unfortunately reduced and restricted yes, um, and, and if it's carved up into private housing or so-called social housing. Mm. Uh, to be honest, I don't know the politics of all of that. No, um, that's fine. But we, um, what has been fantastic about this project is it's an, a long project. It's you know it's it's been going six years and we've got another year to go. Mm. So we've actually followed these kids through their childhood. We've got one extraordinary young woman uh, who's part of the project. She's in year 10 now, I think, and she started when she was eight. And she is, man, we're going to be seeing her for years to come on all of our stages. She's exceptional. I was thinking there might be some very promising young musicians and uh, people coming through that you might be able to help get into some of the courses. Well, uh, that's what we hope. We hope Mm. it leads to a life filled with music and art, whether that's as a professional or just as a human, they're equally important and fabulous. And, and we do hope for that, yes. So um, imagine a place 
is going to be on November the 3rd, which is Friday at 7pm. Can you give me the address? Uh, yeah. So it's a little the Venny. Bit, it's called The Venny, and it's in JJ Holland Park, which is on Kensington Road. And the easiest way to find it is get yourself to the Aquatic Centre, the Kensington Aquatic Centre, and it's right next door to that. And we also say if it's going to rain, bring an umbrella and wear sensible shoes because you'll be walking. Yes, good. And um, also Speshka Barakat. Um, she's going to be performing in bipolar karaoke, which is just going to be fascinating. And that's going to be at La Mama, Faraday Street, uh, 31st of October at 6.30, 1st of October at 8.30, and 2nd of, sorry, 1st of November at 8.30, and 2nd of November at 6.30. And I think there are You've got a couple of double passes to give away, is that right, Speshka? Yes, call in and get a couple of double passes. (laughs) Please get one double pass and share with someone else. Ring 3CR (laughs) 94198377 and give the receptionist your name and phone number and Speshka will arrange to contact you. If you want to be quick, there's a couple of double passes. That's right. Um, And it's going to be wonderful, as you can imagine. Um, The um, show is called Bipolar Karaoke. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it sounds fantastic. And it's been very nice having you two on the show. Thank you, Thank you very Thank you much for, for coming me. in.